Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,378. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the 5th annual ADA Charity Car Show that takes place Sunday, November 17th at the MB2 Raceway in Thousand Oaks, California. If you can do something, you should do something. You have that responsibility, you have that obligation to do whatever's in your power to help other people. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Thousand Oaks, California, Cassie Nunes. Cassie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Cassie Nunes is the host and event coordinator of the 5th Annual ADA Charity Car Show. It takes place Sunday, November 17th at the MB2 Raceway in Thousand Oaks, California. The show is an annual charity showcase of beautiful cars, including classics, domestics, modified, and exotics that all come together to raise money for the American Diabetes Association. Their mission is to prevent and cure diabetes and to improve the lives of all people affected by this disease. Cassie owns a 1968 Chevrolet Chevelle Malibu and was born and raised into a California family of automotive enthusiasts. Her father was a drag racer and her mom builds and shows cars. Being a type 1 diabetic, Cassie has discovered how to combine her passion for cars and raise money to fight this disease. So Cassie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about this passion you have for automobiles before we jump into the questions? Well, um, you kind of covered most of it. So... (laughs) So basically, I grew up, my dad, like you said, is a mechanic and an ex-drag racer. He used to race at LACR, Los Angeles County Raceway in Palmdale. And I grew up going to the track every weekend with my family. And it was just a lot of fun, a lot of great memories, you know, a lot of great people. And growing up, in that community, going to the racetrack, going to car shows, it was something very early on I knew I wanted to be involved in. 
Yeah. You know, this is really cool that you grew up in a car family and then you've taken uh, what was dealt to you as a type 1 diabetic, a, a difficult deck of cards, I guess, or a hand to play. But you've spun it around into something very positive. And I'll tell our listeners, I got to meet Cassie when I was uh, emceeing the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa back in March of 2019. She came up and introduced herself. We talked a little bit. I learned about her show. And we've finally been able to connect here on Cars Yeah and get the message out about what she's doing with this car show. So I'm excited to share your story, Cassie, with my listeners. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Cassie, take the wheel. So I I don't really have, I guess you could say, a quote. I was raised to help when you can, you know, help in however you can. Basically meaning if you can do something, you should do something. You have that responsibility. You have that obligation to do whatever's in your power to help other people. And that's why I've done this charity car show. That's why growing up, I always did charities. I I was always the odd one out because all of those fundraisers you had in school, I just, I did them all. And I didn't do them for the rewards. I did it because I wanted to. I like helping people. You know, this is awesome. Now, was that something that your parents instilled in you as a young child? Oh, absolutely. I mean, growing up in auto shop that my dad owned, it was very much a community feel, building cars, building race cars, show cars. It's not a one man deal. It's a community. It's a group effort. So growing up with that influence surrounding me literally night and day, it was very easy to apply that to the rest of my life. Yeah, I think this is wonderful. And I, I've been in the car community my entire life. And for a large part of it, well, not a large part of my life because I'm an older guy, but let's say for a, a prolonged period of time, I raised vin- vintage cars. And I tell you, at the track, even though it's a competitive situation, whenever you needed help with something, someone to weld something, a, one time even at, at uh, where was I, Sears Point, back when it was called Sears Point, I blew up a clutch on a Lola and I jumped on a bike and started riding around saying, anybody got a clutch for a 67 Lola T290 sports racer? And by golly. Somebody had one, they gave it to me, and I was able to get back out on the track. That's just what car people are all about. So I, exactly. I love this story. Yeah, I love this. And I think it's great, this uh, wonderful compassion you have uh, in you, Cassie, that your parents instilled upon you. Uh, let's talk about a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. Because sometimes people, when they grow up with parents that were into something, they kind of rebel and go the other way. But you didn't do that. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car girl for life? Yeah, actually, um, like I mentioned, my parents, they've built cars. Between the two of them, they've probably built close to 300 cars. Oh, my and, gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they they had an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that's a way to put it. But it was a healthy addiction. See? Yes. It's yeah, not drugs. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. that's a good thing. Yeah, pet- <laughs> petrol and motor oil can be a drug for some of us, that's for sure. There you go. So basically, I'm maybe eight or nine years old, and I'm coming home with my mom, 
And we had this one Chevelle that was just the pinnacle of our family's build. It was the one that stuck through everything, you know, when we were selling cars, when we were buying cars, trading cars, this Chevelle always stuck out and it always stayed with the family. And it was a 1972 Chevy Chevelle, red with black stripes. It had a big block, big tires. My mom took it to shows all over Southern California. She daily drove this thing. And I'm maybe nine or 10 years old. We're coming back on the 101 freeway from a car show. And she's sitting there just singing her heart out to ACDC. The exhaust is going. There's no other cars on the road. And I see how happy she is. And I decide right there, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to roll around on the freeways every day in my car. And I'm going to be smiling because you live in Los Angeles County. I'm sure you've driven the freeways. It can be a bear. So if you're going to spend hours and hours on the freeway, you might as well do it in style and do it with something you love. And I asked my mom, hey, can I have this car when I get my license? And she laughed and said, no. <laughs> so I went and got my own. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that moment right there, that's when it really clicked for me that this wasn't just a hobby. This wasn't just going to be a phase. This was going to be my life. Yeah. How fun. What a great memory. That's fantastic. You put a smile on my face. That's great. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge that you've faced. I know you're a type 1 diabetic, and my niece is a type 1 diabetic. I have next-door neighbor that deals with this and how to manage this. This is no easy feat, and it affects everything that you do. And I'm not sure if that's what you really want to focus on today, but you can, of course. The most important thing is, what did this experience do for you in the way of a good learning lesson and a positive experience, if there can be one that helped you come out on the other end in a positive way? So I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was seven years old. And growing up, everyone told me that, oh, you're diabetic. Oh, you poor thing. You have limitations. You have specific restrictions because of your diabetes. The first thing that a lot of people said to me was, oh, you're diabetic, and they get this sad look on their face. I don't want to be pitied. I don't want to have somebody look at me and think, oh, this poor girl with this horrible disease. Diabetes is difficult, but it's manageable. And that's what really is important to me that and for people to see, yes, there are a lot of diabetics out there. In fact, there's 26.2 million diabetics living in this country right now. Wow. Oh and my gosh. That's millions of people, but you should see them as people, not as diabetics. We're not a number on a spreadsheet. We're actual people with, you know, dreams, with goals, with ideas. And the reason I started the charity car show was because I wanted to help people see that. Yeah. You know, for those of us that 
are not affected by this uh, health situation, it's sometimes hard for us to understand what it really means. And until you have a family member that has to deal with it and you start to learn more about it, or if you have a friend who can share what they have to do and how they need to manage their life and so forth, uh, it's difficult for people sometimes because they don't really get it. If I would ask you this, what is one or maybe two things you want people to know about those of you who have type 1 diabetes that might help them understand your situation a little better? Not everything you think about diabetes is true. Many people... Yeah, give me an example. So many people believe that diabetes is caused by bad diet and being fat. That is actually not true. And people like to say, oh, well, it used to be true. It was actually never true. That's why there's type 1 and there's type 2. And... Type 2, there is a factor of a bad diet, but that is not the sole reason for diagnosis. I was actually underweight when I was diagnosed. Diabetes is defined as the hormone insulin not being able to work. Basically, insulin fights and, you know, breaks down the the sugar in your bloodstream. So that way your body has energy and you can, you know, continue about your day. Your body produces this insulin and it works. My body produces no insulin or it produces such a little amount that it doesn't work. So it's not all about diet. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the type 2 is what a lot of people refer to if you see people that get diagnosed with type 2. It is because they have a poor, or it can be, they have a poor diet or they're overweight. That's why you see that many types. But type 1 is a whole different deal. I mean, I look at you having met you. You're a very lean, petite woman. Uh, my niece is <laughs> the same you. way. Well, of course, my, my <laughs> niece is the same way. Very healthy, fit looking. You would never know uh, that she has to battle with uh, managing this in her life uh, other than Every once in a while, she's got to go and inject herself with some insulin so that she can, you know, get through the rest of the day. So um, I, I, I think this is really incredible what you're doing. The fact that you've taken something that's affected you in a way and you're out there, well, in that spirit of your parents, but they taught you to help other people. So I think it's fantastic. So kudos to you and for what Thank you're you. doing. Yeah, fantastic. Let's talk about your first really special car. You talked about that car your mom had that she wouldn't <laughs> give to you. So you had to go out and buy your own car. Now, I know you have a very cool 68 Chevrolet Chevelle Malibu, which is awesome. Is that your first really special car? So unfortunately, it's not. It's my second Chevelle. I had a 68 Chevelle. It was a Concourse submodel, and I found it when I was 14. I found it in the desert outside of Palmdale. The seller was a retired racer from Los Angeles County Raceway, and he was selling it. And the poor thing, now, I don't know how much experience you have in buying and selling cars, but most people don't buy cars that have been sitting in the desert, have animals living inside them, and have no engine. Most people turn away from that. (laughs) Yeah, they do. I think so. Rightfully so. There's a reason for that. (laughs) I have a feeling you're not one of those normal folks, though, Cassie. 
I'm not. I'm not. Okay. So we went out there and I saw it. And most people would see the rust, the dents, the problems, the lack of an engine. I saw potential. I saw the years and I saw the history of this car that unfortunately was left behind because this man had chosen, you know, to help his family and the racetrack had closed, which is definitely not a slam against, you know, those retired people, not a slam against people putting their family first. It was actually beneficial because I got an amazing car. I built it with my parents. I built it with my family and my friends. I won my first trophy for Young Rodders when I was 17. And the first time I took it around the block, I got to tell you, it was amazing to know that I built it and it and it ran. This is a great story. I love it. (laughs) What led to the car you have now? Because I've seen pictures of the car you have now. What led to the next Malibu, the next Chevelle? So when I was 19, I was on the 101 driving. And now, like I said before, I drive my car every day. It's my daily driver. Well, I'm, I'm out there and I'm at a stoplight. I'm trying to go to work. And a woman slammed into me at almost 70 miles an hour, rear-ended me. She totaled the car. The frame was irreparable. They said even if they did manage to find someone to fix it, it would be a salvage title and the frame would be weak. It would never drive straight again. And it broke my heart. My dad had to pull me out of the car when the tow truck came to pick it up because I was so broken up about it. You were obviously okay. I mean, my gosh, I mean, an old car like that getting hit. Wow. Well, I'm thankful for that because lots of times people get hit in old cars and things don't turn out so well. So uh, I just had a guest on this show who uh, crashed a Ferrari GTO back in the day. Yeah, the GTO. Yeah, and he said uh, he left about seven teeth in the steering wheel of that car. Uh, when it crashed, but uh, it sounds like you didn't fare as poorly as he did in that GTO. No, so I was actually lucky. They said that when I went to the therapist, because I did have severe back pain, they were actually amazed at how I was walking because they had seen previous pictures and they said at the angle and the speed that she hit me, because she hit me at an angle. She didn't hit me head on. They said I should have been paralyzed or at least had broken legs. And oh my gosh. I didn't. Wow. I only had 11 vertebrae knocked out of place. And they only got me 11 vertebrae. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I like your positiveness here. I only had 11 vertebrae. Could have knocked them all out of shape. Oh my hey, gosh. Wow. You know what, though? You know, four months later, um, I'm online. I'm looking for a Chevelle. And again, like you said, that car community, you know, they come together when people are in need. One of my dad's friends called up and said, hey, I just got this Chevelle, but I don't have room for it. Would your daughter like to look at it? And I went over there 
68 Chevelle. It was a Malibu, not a concourse, but it ran and drove and needed a little help, but I could do that, you know? So yeah. I talked <laughs> nice. to him and we got a good deal and now I got my Malibu. There you go. Positive story from a positive young woman. I love it. <laughs> well, is that the seller's remorse? We'll call it the crash remorse car, the one you lost, or is there another car you've let go that you wish you still had? <laughs> no, that that is the only one I have ever let go. Um, I wish that I hadn't. I wish I had fought to keep it or at least kept the engine in it because it was so special. I do know, however, that the car will never be on the road again because the company that took it took it directly to the junkyard and had it crushed because uh, because the law stated it was not suitable to be sold. Yeah. So yeah, I do take a small comfort, as horrible as it sounds, I do take a small comfort in the fact that I was the last owner of that yeah. car. Yeah. Well, a moment it's of silence. It's sweet. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, let's talk about the fifth annual ADA Charity Car Show. I'd love for you to talk more about this event, what people can expect to experience when they attend, uh, and what this event means to you and all the participants. I would love to talk about my show. It's such, <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> it's such a great thing. So basically how the show started was ever since I was maybe 10 or 11, I've been doing the uh, step out walk for diabetes. And I was raising good money, but I wanted to do more than just a walk around a park for awareness. So I decided I'm going to do a charity car show. I know a lot of people in the business. I know a lot of friends, a lot of people that will help me out. It'll be a great one-time thing. Five years later now, I'm still doing it. And um, the show has grown. It has grown so big. What's nice about my show is that I don't discriminate against any car. So you can bring in any car you like, 1920s Ford T-Bucket, bring it. A brand new Lamborghini, bring it. 50s Gasser, bring it. A truck, a bike, imports, domestics, race cars. I mean, if it runs and drives, you can bring it. And that's one of the great things that people like about my show because there are some shows out there that you go to and it's like, oh, it's only pre-75 or, oh, it's only four. Well, my show, I don't care what you bring. You're helping out a charity. Come on in. That's really cool. Now, this is the fifth annual. So this thing has uh, grown a life of its own as you've gone through the years, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it has. I still like to think of it as my baby. But honestly, without the team that has helped me over the years, it would not be the size that it is. I have met, you know, amazing people and I've had amazing entertainment at my show. My show is actually the only car show in the entire Ventura County that has a mobile dyno at the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you can come 
And you can put your car on the dyno right there at the show for only 75 bucks and get your your horsepower and torque read to you. Nice. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever seen that in any car show. I like that. Yeah. Which means now you have to come. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll bring my... uh, my Porsche Turbo. I've always wondered what the real horsepower in that thing is. So that sounds like a there you go. sounds like a plan. Now this this event takes place Sunday, November seventeenth, and you're at the MB2 Raceway in Thousand Oaks, California, right? Yes. So the reason we have the show in November instead of say July or June when most shows are is because November is National Diabetes Month, and as much as everyone is here for the cars. I make it very clear that this show is for diabetes. We're here to raise money and awareness, which is why it's held during National Diabetes Month. And it's at MB2 Raceway, which is a go-kart racing facility here in Thousand Oaks. Nice. Very cool. And the website that I've got for you guys is the number 5, adacarshow.com eventbrite.com. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Cassie's show notes page so you can click on that and check this event out. If you're going to be in that part of the world uh, in November, I think it's absolutely fantastic. The cause obviously is, is very good. And obviously at the end of the day, you end up writing a check to the American Diabetes Association, right? Absolutely. So another thing that I like to think is unique about my show is that I am not a club. I am not an organization, so I don't take any of the money. All of my volunteers, they take nothing. All of the entertainment, all of the celebrities, the dino, they don't take anything. So they all come out and they donate. Yeah, that's what it's all about. This is a fantastic event. I encourage all my listeners, you can be in that part of the world, uh, check it out. Uh, or, you know what, if you want to just help, I'm sure you can contact Cassie. I'll put a contact information there. You can write him a check and help him out with this cause. Uh, I think that would go a long way. Cassie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yes sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 
on a plan. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at com. All right, Cassie, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to try to get into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, what would Cassie be and why? It, it would be my Chevelle. <laughs> I no thought question that about be it. it. I'd be my Chevelle, but I would definitely have a big block and some fat tires. I I would be finished and I would be a lean, mean running machine. <laughs> I like it. Very, very nicely said. Well, Cassie, we're up to the last lap here, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Chevelle throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Honestly, just help others. I mean, the car community has a long memory, and if you help someone, you're going to see that come back around to you, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe in 10 years. That's part of why I have such a big show is because I've kept genuine connections with everyone that I've talked to and even people that I haven't talked to in a couple of years, they've come back and they said, hey, I want to help out. Hey, can I donate? How about a personal habit of yours you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? (laughs) Maybe my persistence. And yeah, I son? think so. <laughs> in your charm. I like that. <laughs> Nicely said, Cassie. Yeah, persistent tenacity and charm goes a long way as well, for sure. Yeah. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, if you can get him on the phone, I'd honestly say my dad. My dad, Ernie, at Cars Etc., that's his shop. I got to plug it in somewhere. He is honestly the most one of the most knowledgeable people I've met and the most patient. The amount of questions I have had for him over the years about racing, building, business, life in general, and the amount of times he's answered it and explained it to me, super patient, super nice. You know, I would not be the person I am without his his input. Nicely said. Well, you know what? You need to make an introduction to me. To your dad, Ernie, and we'll have him on the show. How does that sound? That'd be pretty, pretty nice. Sounds like a fantastic guy. He obviously is a great dad if he raised a, a young woman like you. So shout oh, out to Ernie. You. Nicely done, my friend. How about if I could have you sit down or arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that be? Ooh, I'd have to say Chip Booth or George Barris. And that's just because they both not only have the knowledge about the mechanical aspects of car building, but they also Mm -hmm. have the aspects of the show and the presentation side. I want to get both 
both views. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Of course, we lost Chuck Barris not too long ago. Uh, Chip's still with us. Boy, I'd like to get him on this show. I'm trying. He's been a tough guy to reach, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to well, get him on the show one of these days. Me and you, have him give me a call. I'll do that, Cassie. Fantastic. <laughs> How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed? Um, a book that I've, I've actually read many, many times is a book called 100 Years of American Auto. And I've, I got this maybe, God, 10 years ago at Barnes and Noble. And it is such a wealth of knowledge. It covers everything about the American car scene from the 1920s to, I want to say about 2000. It covers not only the big three, you know, Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, but it also covers a lot of the smaller companies and a lot of the smaller facts about cars, which most people don't know. Cool. I'll make sure that I put a link to that book, 100 Years of American Auto. It's by James Flamang. A funny yeah. last name, F-L-A-M-M-A-N-G. Flamang. I guess that's the way you pronounce that. Uh, yeah, one of those classic books to have on your shelf if you're an automotive enthusiast. All right, Cassie, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. I'm going to park it in your garage. It's not going to cost you a dime, but there are some rules to my game that you have to abide by. One is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here, but I'm sure that's not a problem for you. The other rule is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, but here's the tough one. It's the only collector car you can have in your garage. So if you choose something other than your 68, you're going to have to get rid of that car, and I'm going to park the car I buy you in your garage. So what's it going to be? You're going to keep the 68, or can I buy you something today? You can buy my mom's 72 Chevelle. <laughs> oh, so- gosh. You're going to put the pressure on me to make your mom <laughs> give up her. Oh, you're evil. <laughs> well, here's the thing about that. Actually, it had to go recently. Um, Uh-oh. My dad got diagnosed with esophageal cancer oh, no. last year. I'm so, so and sorry. my mom decided that my dad was more important and she sold the Chevelle. It oh, goodness. broke her heart. It broke a little of all of us because this was the Chevelle that has stayed with us for well over a decade and it was the car that mom and dad had built together so i would want you to buy it back and make it just exactly how it was when she sold it yeah oh my gosh well geez i wanted to end on a high note here that's a tough (laughs) one that's a bitter pill to swallow not not that i wouldn't love to buy that car back for you but how's your dad doing these days my dad is good. He had surgery in March, and when he finished, they said that the cancer was gone. Obviously, oh, it's cancer, so they're still checking him out, but yeah, he went yeah. straight back to work once they gave him the all clear because my dad doesn't know the term retire. <laughs> and yes. we're well, still good. rocking and rolling at the shop. The shop is still open. Well, I'm so happy that we did end on a high note there. Uh, my thoughts to your dad and your mom. And you know what? That's a pretty great story. And again, a testament to your parents, the fact that, uh, you know, you had to take care of your dad first. And 
the cars come and go, but uh, the people in their lives, they're forever. So uh, nice story. I will get out there and start looking for Mom 72, see if I can find that for you, park that back in your, your garage. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your event? So that website that you mentioned, 588carshow.eventbrite.com, that's our website. And Mm -hmm. they can contact me through there or they can give me a call and, you know, you can put my phone number down in your notes. And that's honestly the best way to contact me. I just want to say, I know that you have a lot of people listening in and I know that not everyone can come out to the show. That's okay because we actually have t-shirts and stickers for sale. If you want to support, but you can't, you know, write a big check or bring your car out, it's okay. You can go on our website and buy a shirt or buy a sticker. And, you know, that little bit, that little bit is going to help. It's going to be a benefit to the ADA. That's wonderful. Cassie, you've taken me on a great ride today. What a joy it is to get to know you better. I'm so glad you stepped up when I was in Costa Mesa at the Classic Auto Show and said hello. (laughs) I want to thank you for sharing your journey and what you do for people. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off in the sunset in Mom's 72 Chevelle? (laughs) Oh, God. I guess I'd just say, you know, with everything happening nowadays, with all of the crazy politics and the religions and all the bad things going on in the world, I'd say just focus on helping someone because you don't know what people are going through. So if you can extend a hand out to somebody, do that because that might help them. That might take them on a new path. So just reach out. Most people, they just need an ear to listen. They don't need money. They don't need physical items. They need someone there that can support and listen because that's what a lot of people are going through. They're going through very stressful times. And a person to talk to is honestly is honestly best, in my opinion. Nicely said. Listeners, you can find everything Cassie has shared today on her. Show notes page. Uh, heed the wise words of this very, very caring and giving young woman. Um, yeah, reach out to somebody today. Ask somebody if they need kind ear. Uh, help them out in any way that you can. You'd be amazed at how much you can do with very little. Uh, and I encourage you to check out this website that I'll put on Cassie's show notes page. If you can be in the area for her show, attend it, buy some things and help some people out. Or even if you don't have the money for that, just step up and help somebody today or tomorrow. Uh, your thoughts and your well wishes can go a long way. Cassie, this has been a great talk. Thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your incredible life and experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome, Cassie. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me 
on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!